Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production, where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. Hi, I'm Orlando Eastwood, director of On the Road, The Search for Bigfoot, and you're listening to Aaron's Horror Show. You are listening to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We get to read fiction on the show and talk about some movies, books, you name it. If you like what I do here, please consider supporting the show at patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. You'll get some books and other cool stuff for your support. Go ahead and also reach out to me at Aaron's Horror Show at gmail.com, Aaron Horror Show on Twitter, or Aaron's Horror Show on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. It's time for me to go ahead and do another review. This time, I am going to review... Wait for it. Wait for it. Building tension. What could he possibly review this week that is so exciting to review? The Matrix <laughs> number four. Yes, The Matrix number four. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so as you know, <laughs> they came out with another Matrix movie or Matrix: The Middle Aged Edition. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm, I'm only joking. I actually really enjoyed Matrix 4. I'm going to say that right now. Like, like, good movie. And the reason why I enjoyed it is because it was a very meta movie. It was a movie that was examining the success of the Matrix. And, and also, I felt like it was kind of examining the success of uh creator so you know if, if you don't know anything about the creator of the matrix uh you know the original matrix you know came out in uh the 90s right and uh like 1999 i believe i forgot exactly when but i remember when the movie came out everyone was talking about it we were quoting it all my friends just you know, it became infused in our brains, right? You know, like, I remember I had a friend who uh, would always stop me and go, Hello, Mr. Anderson. It seems you have been living two lives. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how... I can't tell you how many times he said that. And I can't tell you how many times, you know, just references to The Matrix come up in just everyday life. Like, The Matrix changed everything, you know? They, they 
invented the <laughs> the action movie as we know it today, right? Like, like the whole shots of the action se- sequences in the Matrix were so novel and new at the time. Like, like literally seeing this Matrix uh, Four, the the action sequences seemed sort of plain, <laughs> and and the reason they were plain was because. They've already done that, right? They already innovated the action movie. You can't innovate it again, you know? It's it's been innovated. So, you know, they they did something completely different. Uh one other part that I found very interesting about the movie is uh originally, of course, when they made it, they were the Wachowski brothers, and now they have recently transitioned to basically the Wachowski sisters. And what I found interesting because I felt that The Matrix 4 was a personal story for Lana. So Lana, of course, is the the name of the Wachowski who made it. And, and you know, she basically, when she made the original Matrix, she, you know, was a man or identified as a man. I mean, I, I don't know too much about her personal journey, but I know that probably how <laughs> she identified herself at the time. It made a very, you know movie for men it was an action movie it was very exciting uh you know neo was the ultimate you know man that was in control but then what was really interesting about matrix reloaded is that uh neo was no longer in control and he was having you know lots of therapy and and stuff like that, and 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 therapy kind of became the enemy. Like, uh, 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 what's his name? The the therapist character. Uh, <laughs> man, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name. Uh, uh, he played Doogie Hauser. I mean, I should remember his name, anyways. He was the ther- <laughs> the therapist. Uh, uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, <laughs> he was the therapist character, and he was kind of the bad guy, and the whole concept of having to stay in your lane, you know, uh, was the bad guy, which feels like a personal journey to me. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know, you were born a man, so you have to stay a man. That's, you know, causing me to feel terrible every day. So, you know, why do I have to do this? Right. Uh, (laughs) and, and then of course, you know, find out that no, you don't have to do it. Right. You don't have to, (laughs) <laughs> stick with whatever society labels you as like whatever that's society labeling you know what i mean like you are who you feel like you are and that's what really is important you know what i mean and then why shouldn't that be the most important you know what i mean like i me personally like i <laughs> you know what what someone feels like they are is more important than anything else And why shouldn't they be allowed to do that? You know, it's just society making labels, right? And uh, that's what I felt like. Like the entire Matrix uh, Reloaded or or Matrix 4 uh, was about uh, exploring what the Matrix was labeled as, right? Like they have this entire sequence where, you know, in, in... you know, Neo uh, basically gets put back into the Matrix, and this time he's a a coder for a video game called The Matrix, and uh, 
all his experiences from the first three movies were all uh, part of his video game he created, or at least that's the fiction he was given by the machines, right? The fiction tried to not reprogram his memory, but just said, oh, your memory, what you, what your real memory is, is actually what you coded in a video game. You know, it's not really true. You just made a video game. You know what I mean? Trying to kind of trick him and stuff like that. Uh, and they have this sequence where he's like, you know, told to make basically the Matrix 4. And this entire sequence, all these people are analyzing what the original Matrix movies were all about. You know what I mean? And what they meant and what they mean. And I found that quite meta. You know what I mean? Like, like it's funny because uh, I didn't really like Matrix 2 or 3. I didn't rewatch the... to watch the fourth one <laughs> like i just remember matrix two and three the act action sequences were so long that they got boring i just remember like you literally had like literally if you look at your watch like 30 minute fight scenes where it's like the same fight scene <laughs> you're just like okay move on already you know what i mean like i just remember being kind of bored by two and three and so i don't really remember them that well but the first one, of course, was like blew me away. And then this one, I felt like, I don't know, it was interesting. It was just, it felt like Lana was exploring what society kind of forced her into being and what people thought she should be. And it was all, you know, like, this is what people thought the Matrix should be. And, and, and what she did was sort of just say, no, no this is what it's going to be, and I'm going to give the middle finger to anyone who, you know, <laughs> gets offended by that, right? And I thought that was kind of great, you know what I mean? And, and you know, kind of at the end, uh, you know, in order to manipulate the Matrix, because Neo lost his ability to, you know, fly and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> be the Matrix superhero, uh, he needs to embrace Trinity, right? So Trinity gets the ability to fly and do all the stuff Neo's doing. And, and that's sort of saying, I don't know, like you got to have your masculine and feminine sides be in harmony. You know what I mean? Like, why do we have to fight, <laughs> you know, or why do we have to be one or the other, right? Why can't men have what are considered feminine traits and why not women have, you know, what are considered masculine traits? Why do we need to throw people into these boxes, you know? Uh, and that's what I felt like the ending was, you know? And I thought that was cool, you know what I mean? And, and it's true, you know, like, like, you know, why can't uh, women, you know, be awesome at competitive sports, you know what I mean? Like, like, why do we have to say that's just a dude thing, you know? <laughs> and and why can't, you know, men cry, you know what I mean? Like, like, like real men cry, man. They, they're in touch with their emotions, uh, <laughs> you know? Like, like, yeah, why not be a mix of both? And, I, you know, I felt like that that was the ending. And I don't know, you know, I, I'm getting really high and kind of meta with this, but I felt it was a very high-minded meta movie that was sort of like, I don't know, the filmmaker doing what she wanted and not really worrying about what the fans want. And as a writer myself, I kind of appreciate that, you know, because in in some ways when you make something, yes, there is this element that you do want someone to like it and to, to 
read it and to watch it or enjoy it or <laughs> whatever medium you're writing in. But there's also, in a way, you're doing it for yourself, you know? Like, whenever I sit down and I write a story, I do have somewhat of a idea that people are going to read it and, and like it, but I, I'm also, you know, writing things that I would like to read, you know? Like, whenever I sit down and write a book, I'm all about, uh, you know, what what I am interested in. And that's what I felt was cool about The Matrix, is that, you know, that's what it felt like to be, like it was uh, her explanation into uh, what she found interesting <laughs> about the series. But I also felt that her transition from, you know, male to female was also in the movie. So, like... I don't know. If you if you've already seen it, go back and watch it knowing that. You know what I mean? Watch it and go, this person is exploring their transition from one identity to another and all about the pressure that society is like forcing upon her. And seriously, you'll see it in a new light. So if you saw the movie and were like, Oh, that was kinda dumb you know, <laughs> like like watch it with a different angle and man it it yeah it, it just becomes so much more layered than i don't know you would, uh, initially would would give it credit for but i i think it's definitely good and it's not going to be for everybody right <laughs> like like the topic that i just brought up might be uncomfortable for you and i recognize that too uh you know you might have some pretty strong opinions about it and i i recognize that you know what i mean but you know what? <laughs> I, me personally, I, I'm okay <laughs> with how people want to identify themselves. It doesn't matter to me <laughs> what you know people choose to define themselves. I'm not here to make people's choices for them. You know, <laughs> like you know, and and for some people, it's a hard choice to make, right? Like like for some people, it's not easy to come out and say it because society is telling them something different you know what i mean <laughs> so yeah uh matrix uh good movie i i i would go recommend it you know it added it definitely added a different spin to the series and i felt like it also uh made the machines a little bit more interesting too like one thing about the machines in the new matrix is that they're not quite the evil, big, bad, uh, gonna kill everybody machines that they are in the first movies, right? And I feel that we're kind of living in that era, too, where we kind of have to really think about machines and how they are in our life. And, you know, if we keep thinking that they're these big, bad, scary things, then are we only setting up our own demise, you know, <laughs> or can we think of them a little bit more pragmatically and say, hey, they're going to be part of our life. Do we want them to be big, bad, scary things, or do we want them to be, like, something we can coexist with, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I prefer the coexist route, you know, uh, <laughs> and, and once again, when it comes to AI, like, we're the ones coding it, right? <laughs> like, like, people, I mean, humanity, right? So, like, we have more power than we often give ourselves credit for and, and sort of the robot take over the scenario, uh, take over the world. I don't know. When it comes to machines, I think data is a good model, right? We gotta, we gotta look at data. 
Data's the one <laughs> from Star Trek, Next Generation. Everything we need to know about machines is right in that character. Anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, have a good night. Thank you so much for listening, and yeah, check out Matrix 4. Mm-hmm.